Okay, that's the end. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Impulsive Thoughts. And it's our two-year anniversary. There it is. There you go. <laughs> I don't even have headphones on, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Um, yeah, two years. Uh, we don't have Don today. Donnie, I miss you. That makes one of us. <laughs> the only one of us. <laughs> I told him that I sang to him, and I asked him if he liked it, and he said... It was something. <laughs> All I know is I'm angry at him. He is not my friend anymore. You spend three years in Philadelphia and you can't run up the stairs once for me. <laughs> not even once. That's all I want. I don't care how fat and out of shape I am. I'm running my fucking fat ass up those stairs and doing the Rocky Dump jump and dancing around. The by Rocky Dump? Jump. Whatever. <laughs> Either way. I'll put money on that. You won't. Fuck. Send me to Philly. You'll watch me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if I have a heart attack running up those stairs. I'm doing that shit. <laughs> You don't grow up watching Rocky movies, get to those stairs, and like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Fuck Did he even that. go to the stairs? I don't care. He's been there for three months. He can find a way to go there. So it started off as three years. Yeah. Now it's three months. Whatever. Three days. Who knows how long he's been there? <laughs> three hours. Who cares? <laughs> Either way, if I ever find myself in Philadelphia, I'm finding time to go to those damn stairs. Why do I see Dan running up those stairs with a cheesesteak in his hand? I don't like cheesesteak. That would be me. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> That would be me. Okay, I don't care what it is in your hand. Some sort of food in, in one hand. Turkey nah. leg. Boxing. Boxing gloves. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and no great, shirt. Great, great sweatpants. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Great, all right. All great, right. Great sweatsuit like he's wearing in the movie. Okay, let's, yeah, let's cover Dan up. And uh, <laughs> I was covered up. It's like I great know. sweatpants, he's, great sweatpants. He said. And a weight belt. I he's said wearing, shirtless. Yeah, he's he wearing said a weight shirtless. Belt. <laughs> He's taking your clothes off. That's normally what I do for Halloween, too. And so, it's in the spirit. Thank yeah. you. Thank didn't, you. Didn't even dress up. No. I was not sure. Like, we discussed possibly dressing up. I didn't know it was a definite thing. And then, as busy as you've been, me too. Fuck, I haven't I haven't even had time to sit down at all this whole week. It's been insane. I don't even have a costume for when I take the girls out Tuesday. I don't even know what I'm going to wear. I'm pissed at myself. Like, Halloween's supposed to be my favorite time of the year. You've seen my Bukes costumes. And I'm just, the last couple of years, been like, bleh. I got a wig from four years ago. I got long hair all of a sudden. You know, like I worked yeah. both jobs this week, and I still dressed up. You don't do anything at work, though. You watch paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> just Okey fucking. Dokey. I'm just fucking. With you. I know. I do that on purpose. I'm just fucking with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a joke. I don't. I'm, I'm stuck. There we go. I don't like shopping, and I don't like. I, well, like yeah, thinking, I like thinking about things after the fact. That's my problem. Yeah. I procrastinate. Then I'm like, fuck, I could have done this. And it's like a week late. <laughs> I, I walked into Spirit Halloween on the way home from work today. And I'm like, oh, sweet. There's no line. There's a ton of people in here, but there's no line. I'll be in and out. No problem. Grabbed what I wanted to grab. And there was a line halfway out the door. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was five minutes. How did this happen? <laughs> and then I met some lady in the in the line. She was like... She said the same thing. She was wondering how the the line just uh, grew so crazy. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And then uh, she was asking me if I was going to a Halloween party. I said, no, I'm actually recording my podcast. And she's like, and then I started telling her about the podcast and that. So we might have another listener. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I gained a listener. I 
work with this guy. I actually used to work with him at Menards back in the day. Oh, nice. And then now we found out that we work together at the mill. That's funny. And then I was like, do you listen to podcasts? And he was like, no, what's a podcast? And I was like, here, try this on for size. (laughs) (laughs) So I sent him an episode. He was like, you guys are fucking hilarious. I was like, I have a sticker for you. He was like, say less. (laughs) I may have gained a listener also. Yeah. One of our neighbors, one of Easton's friends, her dad came to the door to give an invitation for a Halloween party tomorrow. And he's like, so he's like Rick tells me you do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, what's it called? And I tell him about it. He's like, I'm going to give it a listen. I'm like, nice. all right, sounds good. So the funny thing is his son's name is Oliver. And the first time I met him, like, you know, he's at one of Easton's parties. And I'm like, this is Oliver. And his dad came. He's like, oh, my name's Dan. I'm like, well, I'll never forget your son's name or you. I go, Dan Oliver. That's easy to remember. Either both of you. So I literally write it every single right. day. I, I literally have no idea what their last name is, though. Right. I know his name's Dan and his son's name's Oliver. But their last name, don't know. <laughs> don't care, actually. <laughs> actually could care less. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know. Let's have these, these listeners, uh, let's have it show up on the, on the, on the views and the downloads when we see stuff like that. Yeah. Two more. <laughs> that would Three. be great. You, me, and him. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then I don't know what the hell Don's doing. He's not running stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> so we have an interesting episode. Um, as you can see, we are recording. I don't know how well this is going to work out and if it works out at all. Um, but we're, we're trying this. I don't know. Eventually, uh, I don't know what the heck was going on. It's a booby shake. <laughs> There's so many tassels. I am like a literally a walking cat toy. You are. I know. It's so fun. That is correct. I told Don, I said, guess what I am? And he was like a wrestler. And I was like, no. Because <laughs> all I told him was fringe. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Dan's video recording, I think. I don't know. TikTok yeah. or something. Just just a little little a little snapper chat. A, a little chat. A snatch chat. <laughs> no, no, no. Chat snap. Because <laughs> you're all right. Hit us with the goods. Poop a loop. Yeah. So I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, I wanted to actually read a story and I'm gonna try my best to do my like narrating voice with this. So Whoa. hopefully it works out. What's a narrating voice? Per- I want one. Per- per- I know. <laughs> the time was 1964. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Being sick works for you. <laughs> it does. I think, well... I'd actually prefer you with no voice, but you know, here we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of singer, sick. Who was a sing- One of the singers from, like, 90s said something that she loved when she had a cold. She preferred it because it made her voice more sultry. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe, Fou- Phoebe Buffet. Was, was it her? Was it really a friend? <laughs> That was not a it was yeah, well, You're right, but it was an actual sick, She was like, oh, my sexy voice. <laughs> Damn it. I think it was actual, an actual singer said it also, though, so it wasn't just a friend's thing. <laughs> they talk about it on Morbid all the time, too. Oh, yeah? Elena. Do they? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts we listen to, like, I'm hooked on Small Town Podcast uh, now, yeah. or Small Town Murder. I know. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> they crack me up so bad. And the shit you should not laugh at. Right. Right, but they're they're good. They do make a point. They don't make fun of the victims or the families. No. Just to, and the small towns. Like, have you started from the beginning yet? No, are you? No. So I, just because I haven't heard further, I don't know how it gets. Like you're in right. the middle. But the first few episodes, like this small town is a little shithole, and they're like just yeah. and they talk about the population and the housing report. They still, and the, okay, they still good. do all of that. Oh, they crack me up. They are hilarious. Yes. The one that they did, I don't know how many episodes back, because 
it just back. Back. <laughs> yes. um, it just goes you know what I mean to like the next episode of play the next yeah. episode of play and um, the reviews on Google that these people leave oh, really? for these small towns probably my favorite part of really? the podcast I gotta start looking at those then no they read them out loud oh oh they read them so like oh so they haven't started doing that yet then okay so they start doing that oh nice so people will be like one star and then they review the town oh <sighs> Oh, they reviewed it. My God. Do they still now, because you're the newer ones, they yeah, still yeah. start off with their little disclaimer, we are comedians and yes. we do this. And yeah. if we haven't talked to you out of listening to us yet, they're like, what other podcast starts off with trying to stop you from listening to us? But, right. Oh, yeah. They crack me up. Yeah, they, I, I'm, I'm in love with it. Listen to one newer episode so yeah. you can hear the Google review. Okay. Okay. Because it's probably one of my favorite parts. Now, mind you, I don't know if like every town has Google reviews, yeah. but the couple that I've heard that have them... Oh, that's awesome. I live for them. That's awesome. I live for... Because who just goes on Google and rates a town? <laughs> <That's out. laughs> like, I rate restaurants because I right. do find that helpful. Right, right. Like, when I'm actually... Like, when we were out of town, and, like, we were looking up restaurants and stuff when we found that Blue Bear Cafe. Yeah, that was, that was really good food. Amazing. Too. And we're going to go there <laughs> Really again. good food. Super good food. I but, have to remember this, because I'm over here playing on my phone while you guys are going back and forth, and I look well, back, did, I'm like, oh, shit, we're at... We're so at. you didn't notice earlier, but I've been doing this since you started, and then she watched me, I went like this, because I'm like, yeah, I'm being videotaped playing with these freaking <laughs> fidget spinners the whole time. Well, if you notice, I took away the uh, other things, too. No, I know. I, I stopped playing... <laughs> well, ever since Allie brought these, I have stopped playing with the other noises things, so I've tried to be better. <laughs> she... She was successful in distracting me. <laughs> I may not have children. But, uh, but you know how to handle them. I do have cats. <laughs> very similar. Very similar. So wait. So, so now that we sidetracked you after saying you have an interesting story. Oh, yeah. So let me Sorry, get we were talking about my, Google reviews. <laughs> now back to your regularly scheduled program. So, yeah, I wanted I'm to. kind of aroused. I wanted By my to, voice? Yeah. Oh, what? Say butt willow. But what? Button willow. Button willow. <laughs> what does that mean? Now, now I'm a little That's creeped out. <laughs> Call back to Briceless Pieces. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Button willow. Yeah, they're right. That's like what he does yeah, it better. I do it again. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> do it again, baby. <laughs> he can't look at him. He's like, he's like, no, he saw the camera again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to blush. Button <laughs> that concludes my part of this. <laughs> yes, bye, Dan. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I don't know how long like Toodles. it's gonna take me to read all this, but it's a very interesting story, and I've been listening to the same story for a month and a half now. Really? To try to get it like perfect, of how how I'm gonna read it and everything like that. Where have you listened to it at? So, um. A podcast called Scared to Death. Ooh. So, so I yes, I am stealing a story from the podcast, but... Uh, you got one of my rings. Yeah, I know. It's the only one <laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. So, but, all right. Let's go while we're young. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm the only young one here. No, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's from, uh, I think Rodney Dangerfield says it in... in um, that's mm, neither here nor there. I'm just no talking respect. about the fact yeah. that I'm... Literally the the golf movie with Caddyshack. Yes, Jesus. See, it's been a long. It's been a week, guys. I haven't oh said that in a while. God. It's been a week. All right. So it was the summer of 2003 in Wales. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> <Duh>, bears. <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck? No. Welcome to my world. <laughs> is this? 
true story, true crime, or a made-up this, story to scare us on Halloween? This is actually... Wait! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait! <laughs> this is allegedly a true story in... Um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. In... Uh, in Wales. Yes, in Havertshire something, Wales, in the UK. Do you need me to break out an accent for this? No, please no. Are you sure? Yes. We'll, we'll lose our UK go, listener. I can do my Swedish accent again. <laughs> From Norway. <laughs> so, Big Swedish right. blowout. Okay. You can't look like that and say that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be scary and you <laughs> supposed to like have the hood over and it was a dark and Yeah, I know. Let me night. let me let me get into Alright. So it was the summer of Wait <laughs> I I knew you were thinking I was gonna do I'm it and kidding. I didn't, so that's why I, had, I, was, I had to, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the summer of two thousand three in Wales, small and ancient city, about fifteen thousand people, uh going back to the time of the Romans. Chad and Susan had just found a home priced so low it seemed too good to be true. Cute two-story home with a third-story attic bedroom uh, located in the center of town a few minutes uh, from local supermarkets, schools, shopping centers, and amenities. When you walk in the front door, uh, it's taken to a tiny hallway that led you into the living room. The living room had a big old fireplace, large window, cozy but not cramped, Adjacent to the living room was a dining area with two doors, and under the stairs was a little alcove. One set of double door one set of double doors took you to the kitchen from from the kitchen you could walk to the back patio out some doors into the decking area. Uh, small and quaint. Well maintained, very UK little garden. There was a bathroom off the kitchen, the stairs had no railing, a small landing. The upstairs doors were thick and heavy with black old-fashioned metal latches. One door, one door opened to a small room that overlooked the street. Another door led to the main bedroom. Finally, a third, third door led up to the attic bedroom conversion low ceiling with wooden floors. The master bedroom has its own bathroom on the second floor. Then the other room on the, other, on the second floor is a tiny little box room, barely enough to be a guest bedroom. It was more than enough house for a childless couple with no plans for kids anytime soon. Just a few cats for pets, and the owner was asking for 30% less than market value. Chad immediately wondered what was wrong with the place. The economy was good, and the owner could surely get more for it. It was all very odd. But Chad and Susan didn't feel like pointing out that they they should have to pay more money if they wanted this place, and they did want it. It's properly well-maintained, and it's in a great neighborhood. Nothing about it seemed off. So they made an offer, and they were overjoyed to have it quickly accepted. Friends helped them move out of their apartment into the new place. The move was pretty painless. Not only did they, get, did they have or get a great deal on the place, but also got to move into a basically fully furnished home. Most of the furniture, furniture remained in the place when they bought it. The first night Susan and Chad stayed there, they celebrated. Chad cooked a romantic meal. They christened their master bedroom. Twice. <laughs> They're young and in love. That means they had sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't be a part of this podcast anymore. Be- yeah. Beyond excited to kill Bill- keep building their lives together in this new place. Pumped ugly. Kill Billy. The next morning, Susan's <laughs> alarm goes off at 7 a.m. 
Both she and Chad leave for work at the same time, and that first morning in the home, their bedroom door seemingly opens on its own for the first time. Just swings open very deliberately. It spooks them both. Susan would later specifically remember latching it, shut, uh, latching it shut the night before, and even if she hadn't, the carpet in the bedroom was long and thick, like a n normal like draft husband. of air oh, wouldn't have been able to swing the door open the way it did. You would have to push it over the carpet. Chad later remembered the door open just a little like someone was peeking into the room, then continued to open fully, steadily pushing over the carpet. These are the things that were these are the things they were both thinking about later. When it happened, they just thought it was a bit odd and then quickly went to work and forgot all about it, and that was it for the first morning. That night, Chad was laying on the couch watching TV, tired from doing all the normal moving in stuff while Susan was upstairs getting ready for bed. And that's when he saw something for the first time. Something undeniable undeniably paranormal. Chad thought he heard someone open a door from the kitchen to the backyard garden. And when he rose above the couch, he saw like a small floating ball of energy. Or electricity. Just for a moment, and then it vanished. It didn't make him feel nervous or anxious. <clears throat> he thought it must have been a light from outside reflecting back into the house or he, that he was just exhausted. And he didn't actually see anything. Just a bit of fatigue from the move messing with his mind. But then, a few nights later, he sees that same little floating ball of light again, this time when Susan had run out to the local grocery store. Chad ran upstairs to grab his camera, came back down, and incredibly, the ball was still there in the living room after floating in from the kitchen. It was amazing. What was it? He, <laughs> he took a few pictures so he could show Susan... Fucking Susan. Who, who, he, who he would tell all about the light when she came back from the store. Susan reminded him that he had several glasses of wine, and she laughed it off. Drunk ass motherfucker. And then when Chad got the film developed a few days later, unfortunately nothing. How does his mind play that type of trick on him? Maybe he did have too much wine to drink. That night, a few, light, a few nights later, uh, Chad sees something else. He and Susan are watching TV in the living room without <clears throat> Chad and Susan are watching TV in the living room and they see something in the corner of his eye. He noticed something moving in the kitchen when he turns his head and looks directly towards the source of movement. He sees a small blur. Just a blur is the best way you can describe it at first. Chad thought it was the flickering of the TV casting a strange shadow and then this blur disappeared into the shadows. When Chad looked directly at it, it was gone, but then it came back the very next night. Same thing, Chad noticed movement out of the corner of his eye, looked towards it, saw it for a moment, and then the blur went away after about a week. One night, the, shadows, the shadow blur did not go away. When Chad looked at it, Chad watched it move over to an armchair across the room, and it just stood there for what seemed like a full minute, and then it disappeared back into the shadow. This thing seemed to be about two or three feet tall. What was it? Up until that moment, Chad hadn't told anything about this to Susan. He hoped his mind had just been playing tricks on him. But seeing this blur, you know, <clears throat> felt different. He told Susan, who immediately felt both relieved and terrified because she hadn't said anything to Chad, but she had been seeing it as well. 
Susan described it as having no real form, just a strange, hard-to-describe dark blur. Something you had to see to fully understand. The next night, they both saw it again. Susan grabbed Chad's arm and squeezed so hard she left the bruise. The stain came from the kitchen. Sorry. <clears throat> the blur, actually. The blur came from the kitchen, moved right past them. No. The living room and right moved right past them into the living room and they want to get close to the they wanted to get close to the TV the TV suddenly went black for a moment and when the TV snapped back to normal the thing was gone and it would be a long time it would be a long time before either Chad or Susan would see it again both Chad and Susan struggled to come up with a rational explanation for what they had just seen. They decided that maybe there was a gas leak in a house, right? <laughs> that can absolutely cause hallucinations. So Susan had her dad come over Call and go. installed a brand new carbon monoxide detector. He also checked the boiler, the gas stove, and anything else he could think to check. Everything seemed to be working in working order. But just to be extra safe, Susan had the gas company double check everything. And their technician also said that they can find no problems. So what were they seeing? Whatever was whatever it was bothered Chad enough for him to go from having a glass or two of wine, you know, every other night or so to several glasses of wine every single night. A few days later, Chad walked into the dining room to find he and Susan's cat, Simon, growling this deep insane growl and staring intently into a corner of the room, hair straight up on its back. Chad couldn't see anything worth growling at. He walks over to the corner to see if he could determine what was upsetting Simon. When he gets a few feet from the wall, he suddenly feels an intense cold spot. He can actually map out the area of coldness with his hand. It was about four feet tall and maybe a foot or two across. Suddenly, this cold spot, this cold spot inexplicably Ugh. inexplicably <laughs> goes away and when it does simon the cat immediately stops growling and leaves the room what had simon seen after simon leaves chad alone in the room and chad was alone in a room the coldness returns just as sudden suddenly as it left all the hair stood up on his neck and arms and then he felt someone or something breathing on the back of his neck it feels as if some someone is standing directly behind him it was very very <laughs> <laughs> It was very, very cold, and he quickly spins around, hoping that it was Susan. But neither she nor anyone else was there. He runs upstairs, and intentionally leaving the landing light on, hurries in bed, and he's done with that room for the night. Around this time, Susan also started to feel the distinct presence of something in their new home. The next day, she's getting out of the shower when she suddenly feels like she's being watched. A deep coldness washes over her, and as from that day forward, the shower will be the only place in the house Susan would feel comfortable getting naked in, and she really didn't like it there. But she had to take a shower still. Chad and Susan's le sex life by this point is already pretty much over. Susan just couldn't get over the sense that someone is watching her in the house. She doesn't feel comfortable. Chad starts drinking even more. He's now getting buzzed, if not drunk, almost every night. This is greatly affecting their relationship. A few days later, Chad and Susan go to the local fair with two friends of Susan's just to try to have some fun outside of the house. Reese and Amelia, they find out uh, that Amelia knew someone who once lived in Chad and Susan's home. Susan asked Amelia if she ever heard anything about the house being haunted, and of course it turned out she had. What a small world. Amelia, who knows that someone who lived there before the place was haunted, she said that 
a friend who rented the place had started to sleep at the at her mom's house. Something scared her so bad she wouldn't stay there at night. Her friend said that she felt like something was alive in the house, something that would watch her open doors, walk around, and Chad and Susan got the chills when they heard this. They could no longer believe anything other than they were living in a haunted house. The following weeks, Susan's nephews, twin 10-year-old boys, Louis and Jack, come over for a sleepover with their favorite aunt. The boys sleep in the sleep that night. The boys slept that night in the attic bedroom. Nothing unusual happened before uh, they went to bed, and Susan hoped that their nephews would somehow prove that she was wrong about what she becomes certain of that their house was haunted. Next morning, shortly before dawn, Lewis wakes up to the sound of someone opening the attic door, and even though it could have been his aunt, he knew it wasn't. He suddenly feels very afraid. He pulls the covers up over his eyes. Here's distinctly someone walked across the room towards the bed where he and his brother Jack were sleeping. That was perfect. Sounds like child's footsteps. The footsteps stopped near the bed for a few moments. Lewis was has pet. <clears throat> Lewis is petrified, and it then it sounds like this kid starts running back towards the door, and then he hears the door slam shut <clears throat> the slamming door wakes up jack and lewis tells him tells him what he's seen jack tells him must have been he must have just been dreaming and he falls back to sleep lewis lays in bed with his eyes wide open until it was light enough outside for him to feel safe to get out of bed and walk out of the room when lewis tells his aunt susan what had happened she tells him that it was just pipes underneath the floorboard nothing to be afraid of the door slams shut because of some wind coming in from an open window. Lewis immediately feels better. Susan does not. Because she lied about the pipes. Fucking and there Susan. was no open window after Lewis's story. It was Susan that did it. It's always Susan. Susan attempts to cleanse this house through a friend. She and Chad Sajin, bitches Sajin. She and Chad were put in touch with a spiritualist who told them not to worry about what they've been dealing with. She dealt with worse. Yeah. She ble she blessed her house, convinced the stubborn spirits to let go of the earthly attachment to the home. The spiritualist confirms it is indeed haunted, saying, "Yes, there is something here." She says the house still had old occupants from the past and either didn't want to go or didn't know that they had passed on. She lit some incense sticks and sage around the house. Asked Chad and Susan to follow her as she walked around with the lit incense. It's me. Making sure the smoke and fragrance was going to every corner of the room. She speaks softly, reassuring the spirits everything is going to be okay in the spirit realm. Just It just needs to let go. She speaks aloud that that is Susan and Chad's time in the house now. The house has to be a happy place, not a sad place for the dead to linger. Susan says the cleansing felt peaceful. She felt the energy of the home immediately brighten. She thinks it's all over when the spiritual uh, leaves. She and Chad hug, shed some tears. They both hope for a new fresh start in the home to make love for the first time in over a week. Chad doesn't drink uh, any wine for the first time in over a week, and things are peaceful for several days. Then that the paranormal until. And then the paranormal activity starts up all over again. And this time it will be much more intense. 
that's just the time the dark energy feels stronger, like it was angry. They had dared to try to evict it from its rifle home. Late one night, S Susan hears the massive bedroom door opening, closes on its own, and then open and closes again. And then a third time, Chad is asleep beside her, and then he continues to sleep. She hears something running up the stairs. She hears something. Make the, to the door outside the room and then stop. Then she hears and sees the doorknob jiggle like someone is trying to let themselves in. She screams, wakes up Chad, and tries to tell her it was just a dream. Susan explained to him that it was no dream. As she was explaining, something turned the doorknob again and the door opens. Chad and Susan are frozen, staring towards the s slowly and steadily opening, do opening door. They both see the strange <laughs> blur again. They are immediately covered in goosebumps. They distinctly then hear a child's laugh. It seems to have come from the blur. Then the blur backs up to the hall. They hear footsteps again as the blur seems to run back up to the attic. Chad slowly gets out of the bed, walks towards the bedroom door to investigate, but then the door slams shut before he could leave the room. He stands there in shock. Silence. He turns towards Susan and wants to say something, but doesn't have the words. Susan starts to cry. She'd really thought that all of their troubles were over with the, with the cleansing, but they'd only made things worse. The next morning, they talked for the first time about trying to sell the house that they'd just purchased. It was time to crunch some numbers, find out what it would take to be able to afford to get the fuck out of this place. Chad decided to do some digging into the home's past, discovered that seven different owners had occupied the home between uh, 1986 and 2003 when they moved in. Why didn't they look into this before buying if they wanted to get out of this place? They were just swept up at the moment, getting a good deal. Like, oh my God, let's get this place before someone else takes this amazing deal. <coughs> the next night, Chad and Susan are in the kitchen making dinner when they hear footsteps again. This time, they sound heavier than a child. It sounded like someone was walking up to the attic, and then they heard the attic door slam shut. Chad says, fuck it. He's had enough, and he's had a bit to drink. He grabs his camera, runs upstairs. He wants to find proof of what they're being harassed by again. Fueled by liquid courage, runs up to the attic and starts snapping photographs and even yells, Come on, you fucker, show yourself! He doesn't hear, feel, or see anything. And when they have the photos developed the next day, completely normal. That night, Chad drinks more than ever. He and Susan get into a big fight. He was tired of how much he was drinking and he was tired of she was tired of how much he was drinking and he was tired of living in the house that was making him feel insane. They didn't see, hear, feel anything until the next day, until after falling asleep that night. Chad and Susan wake up to the sound of a huge crash. It sounded like someone threw a brick through the window. They wondered if someone was breaking into their home. With that moment, they hear a bunch of loud banging downstairs like the living room was being turned upside down, drawers being opened, cupboards being slammed shut, someone running, rubbaging through their things. Then it sounded like sudden, it suddenly ran up the stairs and slammed itself into the bedroom door, causing them both to scream and then silence. Chad and Susan wait for the police to show up. They were certain a neighbor would have called after hearing all that noise. They would call the police themselves, but both currently too afraid to get out of bed and go grab one of their phones. Finally, Chad gets out of bed, walks to the door, slowly opens it. Susan standing right behind him. <clears throat> Chad slowly, sorry, Chad slowly opens the door, half expecting to be grabbed by some intruder, but there's nothing. 
he shouts. The police are on their way. Chad flicks on the dining room lights, kitchen lights, and sees no sign of a break-in. He turns on the light in the living room, still no signs of someone have, having forced their way into the house. There was a lot of noise. Then Susan sees over by the armchair that someone or something had taken out roughly a dozen of their CDs out of their storage tower and carefully arranged them into a spiral shape on the floor. Susan starts to cry, saying, what's the reason for all that noise? Why were they spread out in this pattern? What does any of this mean? It's so confusing. Susan also blames Chad. Why did he have to taunt the dark energy the night before? It angered them. Chad checks the rest of the house, finds zero signs of a break-in. Now what? Things hadn't worked out too well with a spiritualist. They know they need they know they need to get out. They need either to sell or rent this terrible house, but they have no money to move out right away. The next day is a beautiful one, at least as far as the weather's concerned. So Chad and Susan decide to leave. Get out of the house, you know, until it gets dark. You're going they go to work in uh in the garden in the backyard, trying to take their minds minds off of the house <clears throat> all this time uh the woman next door introduces herself as becca and asks them how they're liking a new home but when they hesitate with their response she says having trouble with ghosts and chills go down their spines becca says that their house that her house and chad and susan house had had one t at one time been the same home and several spirits have been reported to haunt both homes or this home. And then when the house was divided and sold into two lots, the stories of a ghost of a woman and child haunted Becca's home and Chad and Susan's home was a ghost of a man living in there. And oh, geez, I said it backwards. <laughs> um... Becca said that she had seen this ghost of this man many times of her many times herself frightened her tremendously. She burned sage regularly at her home, cleansed by different different several different spirits, spiritualists, uh, and was blessed by a priest. The male entity had shown up with a strange shadowy blurry object that was harder to look at directly. This blur was about six and a half, maybe seven feet tall. Susan Susan told her about the smaller blur blur that she and Chad witnessed, and Becca wondered if it was, if it was a child. Susan and Ch Susan, Chad, and Becca had, as it turned out, all experienced very similar encounters with the paranormal: cold spots, footsteps, the menacing feeling that something was watching them, and that even experienced the sounds of break-in. Becca said that one night her husband had been sitting in the living room when he saw a shadow of a very tall man slowly come down the stairs, one step at a time. Its blurry shadow made it into the living room, walked over to the armchair opposite her husband, and he felt it staring at him, just sitting across the room. She did all she can do to get him to come back inside. That was when they had the house cleansed for the first time, but that didn't get rid of this entity. It just seemed to make it angrier. It, as they started to call him, would go mad in the middle of the night, slamming doors, slamming covers, cupboards around back at the home. If she irons clothes and hung, hung them up, it would be on the pile of the floor. The entity once even smashed a picture of her husband's parents. On several occasions, smashed plates and cups in the night. This was depressing news for Chad and Susan, and further confirmed how haunted their home actually was. And it looked like it might not be that easy to sell it or move.
But if their neighbors was, see, it wasn't easy to sell <coughs> or move on. If their neighbors still wasn't able to get out of their house, out of her house, why hadn't she left after all of this? They also thought, you know, why did Becca still live in this obviously haunted home? And where was her husband now? They never seen a man ever come or go out of the house, and they found that odd. A few nights later, two friends of Chad and Susan's decide to come over and stay the night before their friends move out. They were curious. They wanted to believe their friends, but it's hard to believe these stories unless you witness them for yourself. They planned on staying for two nights. They bailed after one. <laughs> Everyone goes to bed. Mia hears noises downstairs in the kitchen someone opening cupboards in the fr in the fridge she then hears chad's voice like he was talking on the phone having a heated conversation she goes to wake up her boyfriend jacob to see if he can hear chad as well finds out that he'd already been awake he woke up first he whispered he's been talking to somebody for 10 minutes mia quietly asks jacob without chad who um who Chad was talking to if Chad was talking to Susan he said he didn't think so they both <clears throat> they both heard Chad say no we have to try to live together we're really scared of you please just leave us and then Jacob and me Mia hear the voice of an angry old woman a voice distinct distinctly distinctly nothing like Chad's with a thick Welsh accent scream you leave it was terrifying Jacob decides to go downstairs to find out what the hell was going on and why he was arguing with some angry elderly woman. What was she doing in his house at 3 a.m.? Then they hear Chad crying. When Jacob opens the bedroom there, they hear Chad saying things between sobs like, you evil old bitch, you selfish fuck. Then they hear the woman's voice again, a voice that sends chills down their spines. Get out! Jacob quickly runs down the stairs to find Chad on his couch, passed out, dead asleep, snoring, no one else around. He checks the front and back door, and both were locked. Jacob shakes Chad awake to ask him what had just happened. He clearly had not been pretending to sleep. There was no way he could have just said that, what he and Mia just heard. So what the hell happened? The next morning, morning Mia and Su asked Susan about it. Susan says she hadn't heard a thing. Mia just didn't understand how that could be. She and Jacob had both clearly overheard a large, loud argument between Chad and some angry elderly woman. Susan got defensive, told her friend that she really didn't hear anything. She wasn't lying. She and Chad were not faking any of this. Mia presses a little harder, asks Susan, please just tell us if this is some weird prank. Susan breaks down and starts crying. Mia feels terrible. Susan appear, appears so fragile that clearly was n that clearly was not a prank. Her friend is terrified. Jacob and, Mia, Jacob and Mia tell Chad and Susan that they can't stay another night. What happened was just simply too disturbing. So the next night, it was just Chad and Susan alone in the house again. Around 10 p.m., as they lay in bed, they both hear footsteps in an attic. This time it sounds like a woman walking back and forth in heels, pacing back and forth in the attic bedroom. And then suddenly they heard the door to the attic slam shut, then open, slam shut, then one more time. Bam! 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 Neither Chad nor Susan are willing to get out of bed to see who is making these sounds. They know it was some type of spirit, some apparition menacing them. All is quiet. In the, 
in the attic for a few minutes. After the third slam, they hear the footsteps again, walking briskly back and forth. They hear the door open, the sound of someone walking down the stairs. Someone walks down the hallway, walks up to their closed bedroom, and then silence. What the fuck is waiting for them on the other side of the door? What did it want? Then the heavy silence was broken by the menacing laugh of, of a menacing laugh of an angry of the angry old woman. All of a sudden, it sounds like someone is hurrying down the stairs and in silence. Either Chad nor Susan get any more sleep that night. All of this is really starting to take a toll on Chad and Susan's relationship. Neither are sleeping very well. They're certainly not sleeping with each other. The house is tearing them apart. They're not having any luck selling it. They can't afford to leave. They're trapped in a nightmare they were supposed that was supposed to be a beautiful dream. The next day, Chad goes to a shop of a tarot card reader. He's feeling desperate. Normally, he laughs at these shops. He walks in, checking out the selection of insects, incense sticks and sage and books on protection spells when the shopkeeper slash fortune teller t approaches him and says, you have a very dark shadow following you. Chad nearly breaks down, tells her about everything he and Susan had gone through in the house. She tells him to buy the stra this strange crystal glass talisman. She had <clears throat> buy the strange crystal glass talisman she had. It was just 40 quid. She tells him to place it on his mantle base. It will protect the house from a male malevolent apparition. She said it had been infused with a great deal of positive and protective energy and that it will be a bright light that would push the darkness out of this home for as long as it was there. Chad knew this all sounded crazy, but he was willing to do anything at this point. So he does try it, and it seems to work. The house finally feels peaceful after a week of no paranormal activity. Chad feels like he and Susan can move forward with their lives. He's still drinking quite a bit, but feels like he can get that under control again. Susan also feels like they both can move on with their lives, just not in the same way. The strange of the, uh, the string of the past few months had taken too much of a uh, toll on their relationship. And between the drinking and the poltergeist activity, she no longer feels like she's in love with him. After a few nights of fighting, Chad agrees to mo move out. He's concerned that the very dark shadow the fortune tellers saw would follow him. He takes the crystal talisman with him. That night, Susan is alone in the house for the very first time. No Chad, no friends, no talisman. And it will be the worst night of her life. She goes to bed around 10. When she falls asleep, the house still feel, feels warm and cozy, still feels quiet and peaceful. She reads in bed, bed for a bit, texts with some friends, and falls asleep. And then she wakes up around 3 a.m. and needs to go to the bathroom. Everything feels okay. She throws her feet over to the side of the bed on the floor, stands up, yawns, closes her eyes, has a nice stretch, and then get out! An angry old woman's face is suddenly inches from her own screaming at her. The temperature feels like it immediately dropped 40 or 50 degrees. Susan screams, turns away from the woman, starts to crawl across the bed, stop when she almost runs into the small dark blur. It clearly, it's clearly the shape of a child, and then dark eyes open from within the shape, more in focus and darker than the rest of its blurry presence. She screams again and turns back around. Get out! The woman's face is back again. Susan screams a third time, throws herself towards the front of the 
the foot of the bench, tumbles mm-hmm. off the edge, smashes her face on the floor, hurting her wrist, somehow cutting her forehead. Now she's bleeding. She pulls herself up, runs for the door. The door slams shut right in front of her. She's trapped in a room, and she screams again, No! She pulls on the door handle. It feels cold. She feels the cold energy move up quickly behind her. She hears the old woman laugh as she screams again, and the door finally opens. She races down the stairs. Out of the corner of her eye, she sees the small, blurry child slide down the wall, first to her left, the first floor, then... She feels it trip. She feels it trip her. She falls down the last few stairs. Hurts the same wrist. It feels broken now. She's bleeding from her nose as well. She starts to pull herself up to her feet. The front door starts to open and then slam, bam, 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 on its own. She hears footsteps coming down the stairs behind her. She knows it's the old woman. What the fuck was this thing? Where is the other thing? And why? Where is the other thing? And she's only wearing pajamas. She runs for the front door. It slams shut again before she can reach it. She grabs the doorknob, pulls with everything she has, barely opening it, and it feels like it weighs a thousand pounds. Right before she can throw herself onto the front porch, she hears a final, Get out! And then she sees Becca, her neighbor, standing in front of her house in the middle of the night. She starts to run towards Becca, but something about her feels very off. Becca is standing there, and to her left is a very large dark of to her left is a large dark blur beside her becca suddenly smiles a maniacal grin and says have you met my husband susan he wasn't scared by the angry man he is the angry man she laughs the laugh of someone who has completely lost her mind susan turns and runs down the street she runs all the way to jacob and mia's apartment begging them to let her stay and she never set foot in the house again and she and chad foreclosed on the home months later the house tore them apart. It bankrupted them, but at least they were now free from evil. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> I have a segment. Okay. Halloween candy review. Yay, yay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. I was born ready. Okay. <laughs> we have freeze dried gummy bears. Ooh. I was, that's I was talking to him about freeze dried stuff too. And then super jelly sour surprises. Ooh. You don't know if they're sour or sweet. Okay. Yes. All right. So. Oh, and then the clicker for my thing. <laughs> so, boys, which one do we want to do first? Freeze dried gummy bears? I'm game for all of them. First of all, feel how light they are. Hand them to light. Dan. <laughs> Is there anything in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, do the uh, uh, freeze dried. Okay. Yay, yay. How much did you do on uh, Facebook Live? Like five minutes, ten minutes maybe at most. Not a lot. Okay. So they, oh my god, they smell really good. Oh, they do smell good. Smell it. Alright, so everyone take one. Don't eat them yet, but take one. Whatever color you want. Just pour one. I don't care. <laughs> Freeze dry. They're so light. I know. That's hilarious. They kind of look like um like tricks. Yeah. Or like uh, Captain they... Crunch. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Go. They have the consistency of Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, those are good though. I like them. I don't know what I think about them. <laughs> I like it a lot. 
It tastes like Kool-Aid powder. Yeah, almost. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Okay. Not bad. They're, they're something. Mm-hmm. Another one? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. So while we get the other ones out, pass them around. All right. So on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate the freeze-dried gummy bears? Let me try a different color this time. After the second one in a different color. I'd say an eight. Okay. All right. Do you want strawberry, orange, pineapple, grape, or apple? Uh, grape. Okay. I'll give them a solid seven. I would give those like a four. <laughs> Dan, strawberry, oh. orange, pineapple, grape, or apple? Pineapple. Ooh, that's what flavor I'm going with as well. I'm sorry. Do I, I pour this out or eat the whole thing? You eat the whole thing. This looks like you, are you sure? Yeah, you eat it. You bite into it, I think. Yeah, it's like a like a thingy. I don't know what end you eat it out of. Let me, let me see the package too. It didn't come with instructions. <laughs> it says chilled or frozen. Are you supposed to do this side? Oh, well, well, well. you don't put the whole thing in your mouth. Because it looks like this pops open, right? You're supposed to. Okay, can you stop being a savage for like three seconds? You're supposed to like do this side. Or pop this side open, I think. Well, the videos I've seen that when they they just bite into it. That's why I was just gonna do that. It's a big fat end. I think this end. Look at this end twists off. The small end or the big end? The small end, just twist it. This side. Mhm. Mhm. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I got lipstick all over it. Same here. <laughs> Ew. It's like jello. The consistency freaks me out. Okay, we have to cut Dan out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the consistency. It's like a pimple. <laughs> One out of ten. Ew! Um, but mine was, did anyone get a sour one? Mine was mm-hmm. normal. Mine was, yeah. Mine was normal too. I didn't get sour. Should I try another one? Go ahead. And you had what, Lupe? Grape? Grape. Fuck, let me get an apple one. <laughs> here, you can put your trash in here. Okay. My sucked on pineapple? Yeah, you can put <laughs> your nipples in here. Going back to the freeze dried. Yeah, there's like no instructions how to eat these things. <laughs> Adults can't figure out how to eat candy. That's how I just bite, bite into the side of it. The videos I've seen. Sour? No. Nope. <laughs> Maybe they're, none of them are sour. Like, I was expecting like Sour Patch Kids sour, you right, know? Right, right. Well, lackluster. Yeah. I should have not, never brought food. I'm sorry. I forgot the rules. 
No cupcakes. This one's sour. Right. Strawberry. Uh. <laughs> that one's sour. <laughs> that hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, whoa, what's sour? Oh, that one's good. And it's got a different consistency. It's not jelly. That one's like liquid. Yeah. Pineapple one was like, yeah, weird. It, the pineapple one was gelatinous. The grape one was too. Ew. It was like pimple consistency. Not that I like go around eating. I'm saying, you know what pimples taste like? No, but I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, I would say a successful candy taste. Yeah. Excuse me. That was what I brought to the two year episode. <clears throat> Dan, what'd you bring? I brought um, sound effects. No, I did that. Slurping noises. Oh, okay. <laughs> These are interesting, too. These are pretty good, though. Yeah, yo. Show me another one. All right. You're not tilted enough. There you go. How much time are we at? One hour exactly. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I cut out some stuff. Yeah. We done with this bitch? Yeah. I mean, unless you guys want to read a story. No. Um. No, I don't know read a story, but uh, this is probably dropping Monday, so happy Halloween, everyone. Be happy. safe. Happy Check happy. your candy for... Uh, Free drugs? <laughs> Literally. Like, <laughs> if anybody likes you enough to give you free drugs, let me know who they are because right. I want to be their friend as well. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our two-year... Spooktacular, spooktacular event. Spooktacular event and our costumes because these tights are horrific. And so <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. I don't know if we'll post the video. I don't, if the video will work. There's two videos up now, though. Yeah. So if not, we'll post a couple pictures. We're going to take a yeah. picture of all three of us. For I posted a, a Snapchat video, and then also we, I went live for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't talk enough, and I got I got to get used out of this voice today. So this is my... <laughs> okay all right <laughs> all right guys lupe you can find us on all your major podcast platforms on instagram at impulsive thoughts underscore pod my voice is very strained right now because that was a lot of talking for you. a lot of talking for me yes <laughs> um you can find us on TikTok at Impulsive Thoughts. I, I just I put another video on there. Did you? Yeah, that was the video of... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good one. On Twitter at... ThoughtsPod2023. And Facebook at... Impulsive Thoughts. <laughs> and I guess everywhere else on uh, Impulsive Thoughts, too, so... Yes, sir. So... But I didn't even introduce myself... You didn't use us either. Or my favorite co-hosts. Uh, Don's not here. Damn, really? He's your favorite? Happy two-year anniversary with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Lupe, joined here with Miss Dano. Hello, my name is Dan. <laughs> and Miss Ellie B. Meow. <laughs> 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 Remember, thinkers, don't believe everything you think. 
Later. We out this bitch. Peace.